Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to... The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Dom Knight. Charles Firth is here too. James Schleffel is uh, here from The Shovel once more. Hey, James. Hi, Dom. And Zoe Norton Lodge, who interviewed recently in the podcast, but she is here as a co-host. Welcome, Zoe. Great to have you back. Yeah, great to be back. And so you're on Zoom. Where are you? I am uh, in Sussex Inlet on a uh, holiday. I've made a terrible, terrible mistake. Um, I accidentally brought my children on this on this trip. You so, brought your children on holidays. That's the yeah. that's a rookie error, Zoe. It's a, it's a huge rookie error because at home they, there are four grandparents mm. and here it's me, my husband, an 11-month-old and a three-year-old. It's it, it is the opposite of a holiday. And also oh. you don't even have all the toys and everything. No, I brought them. I brought so many toys that I actually had to sit like cross-legged to <laughs> fit everything, you know, underneath us. Uh, we, we actually basically like – you know, like a sort of freak magic tricks, almost set up a bedroom as per at home. Oh, wow. That's very impressive. So we've been having this issue because the childcare centre just said, hey, can you please tell us when you're taking your daughter out over the holidays? And we were just kind of going, we're not, we're not taking her out. No way. <laughs> we're we're having a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> we want to pick up extra days. <laughs> you're very brave. Have they... Are they coping? Have they they're wrecked great. stuff? No, they've been. I'm being a bit facetious. They're amazing. They've been. They've been delightful. She legally has to say that because you know she doesn't want her kids taken away by docs. But, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's facts now, she by the way, Charles. If you want to make that joke, facts. I'm surprised you don't know that, Charles. To be perfectly <laughs> honest. Coming up on the show, some good news in COVID watch for once, and uh, several pieces of good news. No, no, it's not because um, I've got a complete disaster which is based on all the good news that's coming out of Australia that means that lockdown's no longer on. And and Zoe, you were talking about playground ethics? Yeah, I wanted to discuss with you some uh, sort of ethical dramas that um, I've witnessed and had myself in the playground. Ooh, excellent. But before we do anything else, it's time to head to Rebecca Day in Amuno in the Chaser newsroom. No, 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 no. Hang on. No, that's no. We can't do the news this week, unfortunately. Well, that's that's the most popular part of this podcast. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but bloody Cam is, and all the writers on the Chaser are so lazy. We don't have any new headlines to do. Oh, the news has just stopped, has yeah, it? Well, we're very busy doing other things, and and we just, we just don't have any news stories today. So I had to cancel the if, Rebecca. If only there was another satirical website uh, represented on the show. Yeah, we're going to have a bit of, bit of an upgrade uh, this week, guys, because we're going to get headlines from the shovel. Oh, really? At yes. last. Well, let's go to Rebecca Dayanumino from the, what, the shovel newsroom. 
One Nation leader Pauline Hanson has moved a motion in the Senate declaring that all Fridays matter, following an emotional speech in which she claimed the term Black Friday is racist against white people. Ms Hanson said she refuses to allow this blatant discrimination to continue and demanded that the government immediately reaffirm that all Fridays matter. With legal options running out, Donald Trump's legal team has today claimed that Joe Biden illegally stole the election by getting more people to vote for him. Trump's attorney Rudy Giuliani told judges today that they are seeing a large-scale attempt by the electorate to install Joe Biden by stacking ballot boxes with their voting cards, suggesting Joe Biden received up to 5 million more votes than Donald Trump using the corrupt method of counting everyone's votes. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has been forced to self-isolate this week following an essential visit to Japan with only a personal photographer, PR advisor, image consultant, makeup artist, four social media managers and empathy coach to keep him company. A spokesperson for Mr Morrison said the Prime Minister was required to follow quarantine rules like every other Australian who have also been allowed to isolate in a 40-room mansion with a team of public relations experts. That's all the latest from the Shovel Newsroom. Be sure to check out the shovel.net.au for more updates. Thanks, Beck. And may I say that's a very big upgrade on your usual service. Well done, James Sleffel and the Shovel team. Thank you. It's not a joke there. It was just genuinely better. (laughs) Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. The Chaser Report, sponsored by Summer. It's always such a great season. Remember last year's? The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. And now it's time for the first ever Mostly Optimistic edition of... Tobin Watch. Big news in New South Wales. Monday is Freedom Day. Um, Gladys is rolling back a lot of the restrictions. We're going to almost return to life as normal in that state. Yeah, it's a very odd name, Freedom Day. Like that, who came up with that brand? The F Day. Oh, yes, that famous day, F Day. It like, sounds very American. And can I just say, because I'm obviously from Melbourne and I've spent the last week in <laughs> Sydney, and I've got to tell you, it doesn't feel like anything is different from, from normal life here in Sydney, so I'm not sure what's actually going to change. Because compared to Melbourne over the last couple of months where we've just been in total lockdown, this feels like... It's glorious. No, but you, you don't realise Sydney, you know, once we have our freedom back, we'll be able to not go to the pub after 9pm every oh, night. Oh, that's what you're looking forward to, okay? yeah. getting back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I thought that there was more people out and about than usual in Sydney, so, yeah. so this is actually about rolling things back, <laughs> Yeah, getting no. back to pre-COVID levels. Okay. Yeah, yeah there'll be basically <laughs> no restrictions at pubs or restaurants, mm. uh, except that we've killed almost all of them and the ones that are still open and no fun. Mm. So other than those restrictions, we can go wherever we want. Except for all the restrictions that Sydney always has there. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like, um, you know, whereas under the strict laws there was no live music, mm. now live music is allowed but there's still no live music. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, I, the true story, I went to my local pub for lunch today. I was the only patron mm. and the staff seemed genuinely surprised that anyone had walked in. It was just, I was just like, yep, but that was Sydney pub. But that was true before, before COVID. That's wasn't actually it? true. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. true. I know that pub. So are you looking forward to, to F day? Oh gosh, I've got some big things planned for F day. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to like just run around singing about my freedom. Uh, when is it? Monday. Monday. Oh, Monday. 
Friday. Oh gosh, F days really come around, come around quickly before Christmas. We get F day before Christmas. You do. And uh, look, oh. the, the great news for family Christmas. Oh, yeah. So what are the rules? Well, the great news for family Christmas is that um, the numbers can can go right up. Um, oh. You know, fifty people on a dance floor. And no upper cap on the number of people allowed to funerals. So that's oh, that's, that's great news. Oh, lots of fun. So the, the, I guess the bad news is that lots of people can come to family Christmas, probably more than before. Yeah, that would have been great. Wouldn't that have been great to keep those numbers really, really capped just through Christmas, be like, I'm so sorry, none of you jerks can come to my house. One of the strange rules, though, is that because a lot of things are allowed, um, you know, foot, football, you can 100% go. The cricket mm. test is going to be all good and so on. But the, the singers in indoor religious services and concerts have to wear masks. Yes. So you can go to your church, yes. but the choir will have masks. You can go and see singers. Mm. Can, if Beyonce was touring, she'd be wearing a mask. Like, is that a bit, is that a, bit of a strange one? What? Really? She's not touring. No, I know. When people do live music now, they're not wearing masks, are they? I, I don't think that's true. I think that's religious. Unless you're saying Beyonce is some sort of queen. And she therefore- is. Or uh, religious, or God, like a God. Of I'm going to check this while we speak. But I, I, no, I think I think you're just wrong. Do you I know think, the one that I, that I found interesting was that you can now have up to a hundred people at a picnic. Mm. Who the fuck has a hundred <laughs> people to a picnic? I mean, that's well in Sydney you don't get that's ten. A, yeah. that's a big. Picnic. That's a that's a lot of hummus you got to buy. That's a lot of goat's cheese, isn't it? Mm. That's, mm-hmm. that's Is there big. a limit on orgies anymore? So what? There's a one person per two square meter rule, so you can right. you have a very you spread just out orgy. Have a sort of stadium-based orgy. But look, it is good news, and even more good news from the UK. They've actually approved a vaccine. They're the first, um, I, I guess, sort of Western country that we normally respect, although not at the moment. But they've approved the Pfizer vaccine. They're going to start rolling it out almost immediately. So there's an end, end potentially to, to this nightmare if you trust the NHS. But we've already eliminated it in Australia. Like, it doesn't really affect us, does it? Yeah, but that's just like because you you're not allowed to travel anyway because of all the, you know, all the things you've done. But for the rest of us, <laughs> it would be good if we could leave leave Australia. I mean, it'll suck if the only place you can go is the UK, though. <laughs> I mean, that's really unfair. Yeah, that's right. Not going to like that. But look, um, the good news just keeps coming. The, the the recession as of today is is officially over. The COVID recession is over 3.3% growth. So the economy's all fine. All those closed shops and restaurants everywhere are just an optical illusion. Oh, we're back. We're back. Mm, right. Okay. Well, that's good. But wait, hang on. Didn't we contract by 7% earlier on in the year? So we're now, yes. we're now 3% smaller than we were six months ago, but we're back. Supposedly, and the government's very excited about this, and they. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm sure all the unemployed, the hundreds of thousands of unemployed people, are, are also incredibly excited about the economy being back, and that is a three percenter. Do you know what it feels like? We need mm. a marketing campaign. Yeah, <laughs> funny you say that. Ah. The government's gone to an advertising agency, oh, go yes, figure, because yes. they're never unemployed, and they've come up with comeback as the line. So the government, in question time on Wednesday used the word comeback 20 times. I know I know why. Because ScoMo's about to pop off to Hawaii again. And so they, come back. They, come back. It's not comeback. It's come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Is that the best slogan we can think? I mean, that was probably paid good money for that. Um, yeah, I, there was a figure. Was it 500000 or 50000 It was a lot of money we paid for that one word. It seems like quite a lot yeah. for something that would be ordinarily described as a comeback. As just something you'd say. Did it like, is that all you got? Did it like come with fries or anything or was it just 
Comeback. I don't even know if it's comeback exclamation mark. I think it's just comeback. Couldn't afford the exclamation mark. That was. That was it sounds much. rude. Yeah, it does. You can talk about yeah. orgies before, yeah. Comeback. It's like a buyback scheme for water, but comeback. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I don't quite know how to process this. I mean, I'm I'm not ready to be with, like in, with sweaty people in a nightclub or whatever. Which is unlikely anyway. Dumb, 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 sweetheart. Were you ever ready to be with sweaty people in the nightclub? Well, this is the thing. I feel like my social anxiety has really worked well the past few months. I'm not really ready to be cast aside um, and made to feel different. Yeah. So You don't have to go to a nightclub. That's fine. You just you can just continue on like you've done for the rest of your life, not going to nightclubs. It's totally fine. Oh, thank God! Yeah, and no one's going to say come back. No, no, they're going to be like, Dom, come back. Yeah, it'll be go come away, just like always. The Chaser Report: News a few days after it happens. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Summer. It's time to hit the ski slopes and go. Oh, wait a minute! No, that's uh, that's winter, isn't it? The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. I've been holding this in while Dom talks about all the happiness and, you know, joie de vivre that's around because we've, you know, got rid of, we've got Freedom Day and yeah, COVID's It's gone. almost eradicated in, in Australia yeah. now. It's extraordinary. Which I hate because the whole thing is it's completely scuttled one of my business plans. Oh, God, not again. So I don't think I don't think James is actually involved in this one, but I, I'm not quite James. sure. James Schleffel, yeah, is um, I, I'm not quite sure he's aware of just the catastrophe that we're facing here, which mm. is so. Um, as you may or may not know, we're doing a, a end of year show, series of videos um, called "The War on 2020," right? And the whole thing is that usually we'd go out and tour around the country, but we, we couldn't do that this year because of COVID, right? Well, that, we thought that we weren't going to be able to have a national tour. So we instead got a bit of money from Screen Australia and, and we did this quite lavish production making up, you know, 13 videos. And the idea was we'd sell tickets and show them on, on Zoom to um, thousands and thousands and thousands of people who would otherwise buy tickets to our live shows. Mm. And, you know, we'd all be rich, right? Mm. Right. And so the whole thing is we, we've done this. Like we've, I've paid for the lavish production uh, of all the videos. and Screen Australia did. Yeah. And yeah. It was Screen Australia the did. Australian people. No, but the, the fatal mm. flaw. The taxpayer. The, the taxpayer. The, but, Let's go on. So, sorry, Screen Australia put some money in, but the fatal mm. flaw is that <laughs> the whole part of the financing of this bloody thing was that we were going to sell thousands and thousands of tickets to the bloody live stream show. Guess how many tickets we've sold? How many have we sold to Oh, us? God. 27? We've sold 350 tickets as of today. 350 tickets. Now, many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
So normally we would sell about thirteen or 14,000 tickets to a national tour, right? And so I thought, you know, I'm not an idiot, right? I thought, oh, we can sell at least a couple of thousand, yeah. right? You know, and, and I put, I, like, it actually was conservative and thought, you know, even if we only sell, you know, like a thousand tickets, it won't be too ruinous, like we'd break even type thing. Mm. The good news, though, is that now that you've mentioned it on this podcast, and I think how many people listen to this podcast? Probably two or three million, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So least, you yeah. only have to get a very small proportion of those people buying tickets now. So are you saying, James, that they should just head straight to chaser.com.au slash live? That would be oh, the yeah. new way to do it. I'm just <laughs> noticing how. It's been an increasing trend in, in previous weeks, and I think this is the most heinous episode ever, that while getting paid some sort of amount to do this podcast, mm. Charles is now – just transformed the podcast into an opportunity to spruik other stuff. I mean, it was funny when yeah, they were mugs dumb. and they'd smashed. They were, it was funny when it was beach towels from a joke from 12 months ago. It was funny when it was 8,000 rolls of toilet paper, but this is just – Gratuitous. I, yeah, and, and you're just bragging about but your no, normal tickets. No, but you know, no, no, but you know that. So, but, but the PR person. Sorry, oh, sorry, Zoe wants to pile on as well. Sorry, I'll let Zoe pile. Oh on yeah, first. excuse me. Don't like fucking let. <laughs> I, I, Dom, you make a, a mistake because that was the most depressing thing I have ever heard, and it has done nothing but alienate anybody. <laughs> anybody who was remotely considering buying a ticket, now their, like, credit card has, like, shriveled up and <laughs> disappeared because I would – I've never been – I'm in some of the sketches, and I tell you what, I am absolutely not watching them now. Like, I am I am sad. I am melancholic from that spruik. That was the worst spruik. It was the saddest thing I have ever heard. I've just been thinking more about it, and and it seems that the pitch is, you've already paid for the sketches through taxes, Miss <laughs> Grand Australia. No, Pay us more money no. for something that is basically like watching a free YouTube no, video. But the whole thing is, it, it was a it was a deal. They're like Screen Australia put in some money, but then I put in well, the chaser put in a whole lot of other money on the basis yeah. that we'll, we'll make all the money back in ticket sales, and that's the thing Let that hasn't you, happened. Charles, this is why Dom. This is why Charles mustn't go to Hawaii <laughs> to help a startup. <laughs> yeah. That's a very, very good point. No, but the whole, but the thing is, so, and but the problem is that you, people are getting freedom days. Like I talked to the PR guy who's in charge of spruiking this, and he said, mm. "Oh yeah, nobody is interested. Like nobody in Australia is buying Zoom tickets anymore because they're all fed up with Zoom. They want to go to live events." And I'm going, "This is a live event, but no, they want to be actually in person, and they're allowed to now." So, like, so this is the d- most disastrous. So, Charles, but I'm impressed because when you did your ScoMo Hawaii towels, that was 12 months behind. You're now six months behind because in <laughs> April, tickets to a Zoom event, I mean, that was the thing that people were doing yeah. back when the whole country was under well, lockdown. when I put together the business plan. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so the point – no, it's just yeah. – so the whole point is that I've sunk all these costs. I'm not getting them back. It's a complete disaster. You've got to buy tickets. Well, Charles, what if you, what if you hired some theatres – Yes. And people paid to sit and watch your Zoom video in the theatre. <laughs> Would that work maybe? It's a slightly less crap experience. I love it. I love it. I'm going to do just, that. I tell you what, why don't you just mug people and then force them to watch your videos? <laughs> or, or what if you what if you um, screen the stuff and Zoe and I and Craig and everyone else from The Chaser will come and live explain why it's an incredibly stupid idea. I think that would be a great event. Well, that would sell tickets. 
But uh, no, and look, I, I do have a bit of an announcement about it. So, you know, just to make people, you know, to whet their appetite. Mm. Oh, is it cancelled? Yeah. No, which, which is, <laughs> which is that um, we are. Can I tell you, appetites are so dry, there's no wetting them from here. It's <laughs> fucking over. The cards are shivered, remember? We are going to, we have booked a venue to actually do it live, and we are going to have a small, like, COVID safe audience live with us oh, you as we do to, the. You managed to the, book it. Oh, yep, we booked the Four Seasons. So, oh great! Yeah. Oh, it's exactly like I said. The, <laughs> yeah. the hotel. No, oh, good. Yeah. Charles, it's the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Yep. Ah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> we, do we need a separate podcast for your business ideas? Is that is that the kind of is that the kind of amazing um, political satire that uh, we can expect to see from these sketches? Yeah, that, that reference was only two months old. <laughs> Jeez, you know what? If you get to three fifty one by tomorrow, let me know because I reckon you're going to get a couple of refunds in. <laughs> I reckon by the next time we chat, your your ticket sales no will be about, refunds like, allowed. No refunds allowed. The Chaser Report. The Chaser Report, sponsored by Summer. If you have to name your kid after a season, the least bad one is Summer. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. As I've mentioned, I'm on holiday with my children and um, one of them is wheeling a tip truck um, back and forth outside this room over and over and over again. <laughs> you can Some fill it with Summer Charles' unsold tickets. Oh, oh, great. Like the wheelbarrow is full of like inflated money. That's um, that's a <laughs> lovely image. Um, yeah, so look, speaking of my kids, you know, like, I don't know about you, but the older I get, I, I feel like largely I have less and less social hang-ups. Do you guys feel that way? Yes, definitely. Like, like even you know, public you- nudity is just not a problem. Anymore. And you never had many yeah. hang-ups to start with. Oh, well, yeah, wait yeah, a minute. I, I mean, never I- had a hang-up with public nudity. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, and so I I kind of felt like things were getting, you know, I was getting more and more chill about stuff. And then, and I've also heard that when you have kids, you really just let it all go. You just don't care about anything anymore. Like you just, you know, you just kind of accept everything. You don't have that sort of anxiety anymore. But no, that's not true because I've recently realised that, so I've got a three-year-old and an 11-month-old, and I've recently realised that playgrounds, are an absolute social minefield. Do you guys find this? Yes. Yes. Because kids just sort of are kind of idiots, right? Total idiots. Yeah. And they just kind of do whatever they're going to do. They just sort of like they don't really kind of follow like, you know, polite societal rules, but they're kind of being chaperoned by people like us who have to sort of, you know, at least pretend to and I never know what to do so I don't know what to do if like you know what do you do if like a kid so my kid's like playing with a car and a kid comes along and takes that car like what do you do do you just a lot of the flies you just let it do you just let it be do you do you take it off the kid is that insane to take a car off another kid like what do you do isn't the whole point that you've just got to do whatever looks like um, would be good parenting in the eyes of the other parents who are observing <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah, yeah mm. I, it, that is so true. It's But it's like playing like four-dimensional chess and I don't know, I, like I'm so sort of nervous and confused, I don't know what they think. Mm. Oh, okay. So so it's sort of eight-dimensional chess in, in a way. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um, isn't the whole point that uh, my approach has always been you sort of – do all the responsible things like, oh, don't you think that maybe you should 
you know, do this. But you always put your thumb on the scale for your own kid. That's that's my approach to, you know what I mean? Like you sort of help them out, help them navigate whatever they've done wrong, but you sort of for them, is that? Yeah, but like also are you ever like secretly fighting like a burning like hatred for anybody who wrongs your kid? Oh, other, other children are awful, all of them. All of mm, them are that's awful. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, particularly kids who, like, I, I'm very bad at just being snippy. So I several times, once the playgrounds are open, I, I was like, because there's always that kid that stays on the swing way too long, like mm. just far longer than anyone should ever hog anything. And yes. so, and so oh. I just always stand there and I was like, well, that kid seems to be having a nice time on the swing. I guess we'll just stand here. It's completely ineffective. It's my sort of British heritage of just being stupidly formal. And, of course, the kid doesn't pick up on the on the subtle hints that I'm dropping. But I can't stop. So I, I, and I never say, hey, can you give my kid a go? Then anything will actually do anything. I, I just get frosty and huffy and I don't get anywhere. I don't know what to do. There is a lot of passive aggressiveness, isn't there, in, in the playgrounds yes. in Australia? And I wonder, like, I wonder in, a, in a more kind of outward culture, maybe America, are they, mm. are they more up Excuse front, me, maybe? sir. I think they would be. I think they'd, they'd just come out with it. Get your kid oh, off the so swing. You're so right. Mm. You're so right. They'd be so much better at it. They'd be so much better. I thought, so like we, so we picked um, Rue up from um, my kid up from daycare recently and we didn't realise till he got home that he had this like huge um, bite mark, right? And I know kids bite, like that's what they do and they're not, do you know, like they're not allowed to tell you who bit the kid. And I kind of always knew this rule that like they don't tell you who did it. Really? Yeah. So like a mafia rule? Is, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's because like, I think it's because it's okay. I'm sort of, I don't actually know. I'm kind of guessing, but I would guess it's because it's fairly common behavior and they don't want you to sort of, you know, develop really intensely negative feelings about another child and to potentially yeah. act on them in some way or tick it, them off or whatever, or tick off their parents or, or try to get some sort of retribution or, or, or something like that. Especially and, as I mean, biting is attention seeking behavior. So the whole thing is, it's the weirdest thing because I think one of our kids went through a biting phase and the whole point is you're supposed to sort of not pay attention to it while at the same time making it very clear that you're not (laughs) supposed to bite your child. It's a really complex, that's a 16 dimension chess. (laughs) It is, it is because like if the rule is you're not supposed to pay attention then you're just letting a kid hurt Yes, yes, but so that's why, well, yeah, because no sane adult would go, Oh, by the way, you know, like if you told them, Oh, by the way, James is uh, the kid who's biting your son, um, no sane adult is going to go, oh, Well, we'll just let that slide. <laughs> is that because I'm yeah, 40 right. years the old? Kid, that, yeah. That'd be pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, that would be, weird. but so isn't your whole TV show about not judging uh, someone by the, the, the one bad moment? You got to put it all in perspective. So, sure, little Sean is you know biting chunks out of kids, but he does lovely paintings. Yeah, I don't think Sean is going to be on Reputation Rehab. <laughs> See, the, the- um, yeah, but but like I got honestly, like I'm so glad. I'm actually really glad I don't know who bit my kid because I got so angry at this straw man like person i'm like i'm glad i don't know which two-year-old that is they don't need to feel the wrath of a really angry like mom so the problem i have is is the opposite which is that my daughter comes with all kinds of slights that i think are probably untrue 
So she's always saying, oh, someone pushed me or whatever, and I'm, I'm sceptical. And then on the weekend we went to visit oh. some friends and uh, who also have a two-year-old, and the two-year-old was lovely to my daughter and let her play with all of her toys. And then at the end of the whole little play date, my daughter was playing with this little toy elephant and just wouldn't give it back to leave. And then when we made her give it back, for the rest of the day she kept saying, you know, Dada, Sophie took my elephant away from me. And it's like, it was never your elephant, darling. It was never your elephant. It's Sophie's elephant. Mm-hmm. This is just – so. I, she will not concede. She's like Donald Trump. She she's, just keeps going, yeah, keeps saying it over and over again. And in her head, it's her elephant now. And she's going to make a good columnist for the Herald Sun, isn't she? <laughs> 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 so I don't know. I'm worried that my child is like a serial liar. Oh, uh, they're all liars. They're all liars. Like when I say to Rue, like Rue, um, you know, I'm going to change your nappy. He will literally look me straight in the eye and say. I already changed my nappy. No, I like well, that. That's I mean, amazing. That's well, that's, that's very good. Very and advanced. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a genius. He's a genius, <laughs> my, my, my three-year-old. I think Donald Trump used to say that as well, just, just that confidence. <laughs> yeah. No, he got Rudy Giuliani to change his nappy for him. <laughs> Rudy liked it. Oh, that's what was running down his head, was it, in that sweaty conference? <laughs> None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. That's almost time for the end of the show, although we should check in with the Chaser no. Newsroom to see if there's a late break. No, because there's no there's no Chaser News headlines because our writers are so lazy. Okay, well then instead maybe we'll head to the Shovel Newsroom. Maybe there's some late breaking news there, James. Let's do it. Reports have been released today by the Federal Police suggesting crime syndicates have begun using the Federal Government's COVID Safe app to guarantee they will never be tracked down by authorities. One criminal insider, who cannot be named because he provided his details via COVID Safe, said criminals have spent years trying to come up with a way to become undetectable and he never would have guessed the government would do it for them. Big thanks to our producer, Mike the Barale. You can get more Chaser content from chaser.com.au when the writers actually write some or go to theshovel.com.au, which seems to have no trouble updating itself with quality content. I'll catch you next time right here on The Chaser Report. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.